Today is January 19th, 2019. Welcome to Radio Free New England, the Features Edition. You can subscribe to Just the Features in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, or your favorite podcast catcher. In today's episode, you'll hear the Merit Memo, New England News, and also a look at This Week in History. Please enjoy and check out rfne.org for full shows and for our archives. Here's what's going on across New England this week. The Women's March takes New England and the nation by storm. The main event, of course, is in D.C. with local rallies across New England, including Boston, Providence, Hartford, Portland, and Worcester. Check womensmarch.com for pictures and video from the marches and for information on post-march action. All of New England sees a huge winter storm this weekend. It's a kitchen sink kind of storm, ranging from freezing rain and up to 18 inches of snow in some parts of the region. With high winds expected, keep yourself safe with a generator, wood stove, or other heating plant in case the power goes out. New England's legislators are off to a busy start in 2019. Connecticut's General Assembly is taking up a recreational marijuana proposal that would make it the fourth state in New England to pass such a law, along with Vermont, Maine, and Massachusetts. Currently, only medical marijuana is legal in Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. In Maine's state legislature, Speaker Sarah Gideon says paid parent leave is a priority for Democrats this term. Vermont and New Hampshire's governors have also proposed similar legislation. Finally, the Patriots play the Chiefs at the Airhead Dome in the AFC Championship game on Sunday. In a video on Twitter, Tom Brady says he's been studying film, and he's confident the Pats will win. Game time is 6.45 on CBS. And now for a look at This Week in History on Radio Free New England. A happy belated anniversary to the state of Connecticut, becoming the fifth state on January 9th, 1788. And on January 10th, two big rock and roll birthdays, Elvis Presley was born, and so was David Bowie. That must have been quite the birthday party up in heaven. And how blessed are we that those two greats were born? January 15th marks Martin Luther King Jr.'s actual birthday, though we celebrated on the 21st this year. He would have been 90 this year, born in 1929. On the same date, January 15, 1961, the Supremes signed with Motown Records. And can you believe that just 10 years ago, January 18, 2009, Barack Obama was sworn in as America's first African-American president? This is the Merit Memo from Radio Free New England. On January 23rd, John Hancock celebrates his 282nd birthday. Of course, he's no longer among us to celebrate, but he's really all around if you care to look. Hancock's namesake dons the John Hancock Tower in Boston, a financial company housed there. When people sign something, especially if they're of a certain age, they'll quip about adding their John Hancock. And of course, every high school American history textbook has a copy of his famous signature on a replica of the Declaration of Independence. So who is John Hancock, and what's the story with that signature? Why is it so large and flowery compared to all the rest? Well, unlike the Broadway musical version in 1776, there was no formal signing on July 4th, where each representative came forward to sign the Declaration. Instead, Hancock would have signed the document and had it sent to the printers. His name along with the congressional secretary who attested it, was the only one on the document at that time. 
His signature was probably meant in that way, to fit the size and the occasion. A plate of his signature was made by that printer, and it appeared on the popularized broadside version thereafter. But what about the man? Why doesn't John Hancock rank in our memory with George Washington and Thomas Jefferson? After all, Hancock was the president of the Second Continental Congress and was a delegate from Massachusetts. He was pals with the Adamses, both John and Sam, and was a famous merchant and rum distributor. Most historians think the business, by the way, was perfectly legal until the Stamp Act and the Townsend Acts took effect, placing large taxes on imports and exports. After that, Hancock resorted to smuggling. Not only was he personally invested in the revolution's zeal for no taxation without representation, he was financially invested as well. He contributed large amounts of his personal fortune to the war effort, and also funded several clerk positions in the Continental Congress. His political career began as a local selectman at Boston in 1765, radicalized by the taxation that he was suffering under. He formed the Sons of Liberty with Sam Adams in response to that Stamp Act, and became a delegate to both Continental Congresses, eventually becoming the president. After American independence was won, John Hancock became governor of Massachusetts in 1780, and he served nine terms. He's a true example of someone who was very generous with his personal wealth, and he even gave up some of his best money-making years to serve his state and country. What an example for anybody who has a fortune today. And a truly remarkable thing to think about is what might have happened to the revolutionary effort if it wasn't for John Hancock's wealth, his contribution, both financially and his personal contribution of his time and talent to the Second Continental Congress. If you want to learn more about John Hancock, a great place to start would be to walk the Freedom Trail where you'll see a couple of monuments to him, and you can even see his grave in Boston. This is the Merit Memo from Radio Free New England. You know what makes this podcast even better is your participation. Send your ideas, your thoughts, your comments, and your segments to chris at rfne.org. Or if you're listening on anchor.fm, you can push that little voice message button, and it's going to take you right to a place where you can send me a message. You could even say something like, Hi, I'm Chris from Maine, and I love Radio Free New England. Wouldn't that be cool? Thanks for listening. Check out rfne.org for our archives, and we'll be back next week.